0: Cheers to another episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. I'm your guide, PJ Weintuttle, on this journey of stories showcasing the people behind the wonderful world of wine, where we dive into conversations ranging from terroir, viticulture, to favorite music, superpowers, and more. Please enjoy this episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. Chase, thank you so much for taking the time today to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my pleasure
0: uh sounds like you're you're busy getting ready to bottle you know some some 2021s and you know having a blast after the holidays and just getting back into the groove of things
1: yeah you know just long holidays you know lots of stuff going on with family but yeah back in the winery getting ready to february 3rd we have a big bottling of all of our reserve wines so kind of just making sure those are all in tip-top shape ready to go and uh yeah they taste great so it's a super vintage, uh, one we deserved after 2020. So oh, yeah, really yeah. looking forward to, um, to sharing them and getting them in bottle. And so just, just kind of, it's just, it's a slow time in the winery other than just, you know, getting ready to bottle and just monitoring the wines from last harvest, but, but it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's fun.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, <clears throat> one of the things that always is intrigued me about, uh, Langlo is, you know, the, the meaning, right? So it's what, you know, it stands for, um, you mm-hmm. know, the, the corner in Italian yeah. and, you know, so like the corner of two streets and, you know, there was, there's quite a story between your, your parents, right? And they met over 44 years ago, you know, on, on a street corner yeah, in San Francisco, can you years elaborate ago. a little bit? Oh,
1: yeah, so 47. 47, 47. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah, we were so long ago was founded in 2012. Um, We purchased the property just, just kind of at the end of 2011, early 2012, and then um, planted it. But it was kind of, I was looking around for just a great vineyard site where I was just going to grow grapes and sell them. And now we've made every wine that we picked off the property. So, um, but we found this uh, beautiful 25 acre. Parcel in the, here in the Dundee Hills, north side of the Dundee Hills, on this east-facing um, slope at about 450 degree ele- or 450 feet elevation, and it so happened to be on the corner of two streets, Dudley Road and Williamson Road. And you know, while one of the hardest things to do with the brand is figure out a name, what are you going to call it? You know, we thought about our last name, we thought about other things, and then you check out trademarks and what you can't do, which you loved. And then i started thinking you know my background is in italy that's where i first kind of studied wine and winemaking um and then my parents met on a street corner in san francisco 47 years ago and they're really the ones that made this whole winery operation possible um so the corner is where they met so the corner in italian is langolo and uh so that's that's how we named it and you know we i always like to say we have an Italian name, we make French varietals and we're in the new world. So it's kind of, it does all doesn't make sense, but it just, it still works because we're, we're right. American, right?
0: Yeah, most, most definitely. And didn't your, didn't your dad, you know, walk up to your mom and say, you know, I can't let you walk out of my life when he saw her on the on the corner <laughs> of the yeah, street.
1: He, it, was very, it was very, uh, could have, she could have taken it very creepily, I think and slapped them or done something. But I think she had a giggle about it and they went on a date. And I think six months later they were married and you know, 47 years later, they're still happily married. So.
0: That's absolutely amazing. And, and your dad, wasn't he like a, a hobby winemaker, you know, in, in Napa?
1: Yeah. You know what, when I was in, I think when I was about four or five, so I think 1988, 89, he was going through a little bit of uh midlife crisis with his work i think and um he ended up buying uh, a little small house up in santa Elena, and planted a little one acre vineyard um, he ended up always selling the fruit um to Florida springs and they would make a little wine in turn and trade for for managing it and taking the fruit um but him and his friends would also mess around he had some friends that messed around with garage winemaking, making so he was never in the huge in the winemaking thing but he definitely had the wine hobby the wine bug but uh never got really right. into the industry until i started uh well i was in it and then i convinced him to join me
0: <laughs> yeah no that's and that's great and you know and in, in in kind of reading kind of your your back time you know your backstory i mean you're studying um sociology in florida and you ended up taking you know some sort of a wine class and kind of fell in love but after after you graduated, it was, you know, not the best, uh, of times economically, you know, so you ended up, uh, you know, you took a job at whole foods for a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. in the, uh, kind of like the, the wine part, specialty but, wine, uh, yeah. That, yeah, specialty wine. Uh, but then you decided to pursue wine a little bit more and just go over to Italy, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, originally I fell in love with wine when I was a junior in college, I studied abroad in Italy, and I took an introduction to wine appreciation course over there and just thought it right. was so cool um, and so interesting. And I went back to school my senior year in Florida, and I was like, oh, how can I learn more about this? I was intrigued. And there was a local wine bar, and I just went and dropped my resume, and it turned out they were looking for help. And I so I got to, you know, bartend there and pour wines and open wines and drink wines that I normally wouldn't. Um, and then, yeah, exactly that kind of 07 timeline was when I was finishing, um, up school and, you know, the recession and not a great job market and, you know, wine was something I was passionate about. And my dad told me, you know, follow your passion and, um, it'll lead you the right way. And so, yeah, I ended up taking a job at Whole Foods in the specialty wine like being uh, the wine guy at the Whole Foods shop, and um, that wasn't my total goal, I don't think. And I really was looking for what paths there were in the wine industry. And so I went back to school in Italy and studied more there, and did a uh, a wide range of courses and classes, and from wine making to viticulture to wine business um, to history and just fell in love with it. And then kind of started working, got out, finished there and started working harvest around the world and, you know, settled here.
0: And that's, that, that's awesome. It's, I think like the Italian culture kind of had a, um, <laughs> you know, just, just it's a like different way of looking at a, a lens. Beautiful bottle of
1: on a table and. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh, and I ran across this quote and I'm just kind of curious, is this something that you or your co-owner at, and I I can't even pronounce the, your other Italian uh, Uh, project. uh, Yes, yes. So I came across a a quote and I'm just kind of curious, did you come up with this or like, what was the, uh, I don't know. I, the, uh, the inspiration, I guess. So the quote is, uh, when you come embrace the Italian way of life, don't take it for granted because it's a beautiful place and different than anywhere else. You should value the culture because Italians live life beautifully. Is there, is that something that you said, or is it something that your co-owner said? I mean, what is there, or is there any story or just like, I mean, poof, it just happened?
1: I, that, I think he, he probably did. Um, but I mean, this—I mean, culture, and the wine culture, and everything in Italy is—is is an inspiration to me. I mean, um, I say I'm a wannabe Italian because I just so desperately want to live there, back there, someday, and do business back there, and retire back there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But there's a way to life there where everything is a little bit slower and more beautiful, and you take time to take things in and wine is one of those things where they under really understand over there and it's part of the culture and it's a part of life and sharing and yeah
0: right and and i totally agree and i think that's you know when you look at the of what you're doing here in oregon i mean you definitely bring that that presence and that feeling and that vibe as soon as you walk into the tasting room it's it is quite remarkable
1: yeah we're trying to be i i think you know we have that kind of respect for old world tradition um, and hospitality, um, with a somewhat new world style, um, where we're just trying to be ourselves. We're not trying to be anything we're not, and you know, I think that goes a long way.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Oh, uh, and one story that I've always been curious about, you know, is uh, the the backstory behind puddles.
1: <laughs> oh, puddles! My what, uh, is the most famous uh, tasting room associate that we have
0: ever. I know. I mean, there there are just stories. I mean, every time I bring up Langlow, they're they're always like, "Have you have you seen puddles? Did you go see puddles?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course," but I've never heard the actual backstory. I mean, what what so brought puddles, puddles to, to the life? First,
1: uh, thing piece of art, piece of anything that we had in the tasting room, I actually have a picture of me, my dad, and my mom sitting on the floor in front of the fireplace right after the tasting room was done. No, no furniture, no, nothing, only puddles on top um, of the, of the fireplace. <laughs> so um, right. my mom and my sister are both very, you know, my sister's an interior designer. My mom's very into that. Um, so she saw puddles one day when we, before even the tasting room was built and loved it and got it knowing that it would go in the tasting room, but she named it puddles because puddles was the hippo at the San Francisco zoo. When she was a kid that they would go and see. So, so it kind of right. goes hand in hand and puddles in Oregon with the, all the rain we get. Um, yeah, it's just pretty fitting. It's kind of, uh, an, an attention grabber. People are always like, is that a hippo? I love that. What? It's so different. And different? everyone is that we're here is like, oh yeah, that's puddles. So yeah, so that's, no, that's that is, that is,
0: Well, thank you very much for that. I've, I've always been curious what, what what the backstory was.
1: Yeah. Uh, was, so was, you mentioned
0: that. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, go go ahead.
1: No, no. I mean, my mom would. I don't know. She has some stories about puddles and the famous how famous he was at the San Francisco Zoo. I don't know all of them, but but she's she's the puddles creator
0: I will definitely have to do a little bit of research on uh, on the San Francisco zoo that that will be fun uh you, you were talking about uh, your dad not really being that much into wine until you kind of drug him into it how did you like drag him a, into it or convince him to get in
1: more as, just as a consumer he had this goal when, you know he had a little Vineyard up in Napa when I was a child for ten years. Um and then, you know, as we got older as kids and had sports and had different things, he couldn't make it up to Napa as much on the weekends for like a little weekend getaway and do bike rides like he liked to. So he ended up selling that and then um you know what, I got into wine on my own. Um he just told me to follow my passion and so I did that and worked around the world and went back to study it and um yeah i mean he i mean i i think i was in italy studying and i was like yeah i might not want to leave you should invest in a little property over here just kind of throwing a softball at him hoping like you know like kids say you know when they want something that they know they can never have they're just kind of throwing a, a softball out there hoping you know hoping that lightning might strike um Right. He had moved to, so I'm from the Bay Area. Um, my whole family had moved to Oregon, to Bend. Um, So they were all up in Oregon while I was doing my wine stuff. Um, he's like, no, there's no way. We're not doing anything in Italy. And I was like, well, you know, Oregon, there's one place in the new world I would want to make wine would be Oregon. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And so I just kind of kept peppering them a little bit here and there with uh with the idea and then started looking he's like ah he's, you know it's just it was a slippery slope i don't even know it's this was you know 11 years ago um, which is crazy um, that we started looking for properties here and just it was it's kind of all snowball snowball effect it went from no, well, maybe we'll look and maybe we'll get a small piece maybe plant it maybe we'll be planted we'll just sell the grapes you can manage it chase um and do what you want to do and then it just went from like oh maybe we'll make a couple hundred cases here and there sell to friends so by the time the vineyard was established in 2015 we harvested everything it's yeah it's just it's been a, it's been a wild wow. ride.
0: <laughs> yeah it 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 really has been i mean it's been uh, it's know, life, from right? just a little bit life of time life, that i've known and you it had- just
1: kind of you look back and like oh how how did I get here
0: yeah, no, and, and it's amazing, you know. And if we, a lot, yeah, a lot of little things, you know. And if we go back, you know, to like 2018, you know, there was the the summer of uh, give joy, give you know, the, the summer of 18 was the the give joy, get joy, mm-hmm. you know, event, and Channing was was part of that. Was was that kind of like the the first kind of collaboration between you and Channing, but you know, all before chosen family kind of came yeah. about or uh, so
1: 2018 we did 2018 and 2019 we did give joy get joy which was uh events pre-pandemic that was all focused on raising funds for the children's cancer association here in portland um that i'm involved with and yeah channing had just retired i met channing through um jacob a friend and uh employee here. who was the general manager here for a long time. Um, and so, you know, Channing moved back home and was really getting into wine or really wanted to learn more about it. So I, I do think that was kind of the, the, the starting point for, um, chosen family wines. Um, just the fact that we made custom Magnums, custom etched, you know, 50 of them, um, just that we blended together in the, for the first time in the, in the winery, um bottled them and every guest got them for that event for for showing up and yeah that was wow. the start of it
0: wow that that is quite amazing and also the the summer of or october of 2018 i didn't realize this until i you know started diving in that was you know that marked of the a one-year anniversary for you of being cancer-free i didn't realize that was such yeah. a thing i'm yeah, so so- everything is is going good
1: Yes, 2017 was a, a rougher year. I was diagnosed with cancer and had to go through um, some surgery and some chemotherapy. You know, lost all my hair. It's, it's back now. It's not uh, a bad thing, you know. I, it's not, you know. I, now I know what I'm going to look like <laughs> when I'm older. Um, but, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a rough year. But, yeah, 2018, you know, I've been cancer-free and I'm in remission, so... Everything's good. I feel healthy. feel good. Definitely appreciation of life, but that's, that's a good thing to have that appreciation um, and gain that perspective yeah. that I definitely never had. Um, and yeah, I mean, getting to do what I, I do is I feel very lucky every day. So I yeah, no. get to do what I'm passionate about and have fun at doing it and hopefully have, have help people have fun too.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you definitely do that. It's, uh, and you know, and every time I see you, you got a big old smile on your face and you're, you're just, uh, you're a very fun person to be around. And it's, it just, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Thank it's, you. it's contagious, right? Thank yeah.
1: You. Thank you. Um, but yeah, going so back a little bit, that's how I ended up getting involved in Children's Cancer Association after I went through all that, and that's how the event started because I started. I was got on one of their boards um, for their nonprofit, and so I was like, "What can we do to fundraise to to give back?"
0: Yeah, and you know, and you know, as we were saying, you know, life just kind of happens earlier, and you know, something really great came out of that, which was, you know, which was chosen family ultimately yeah. is what it sounds like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And holy cow. I mean, that's just, I remember, you know, the pandemic, you know, when chosen family launched and then there was mm-hmm. the the one barrel challenge, uh, and just so many things, you know, has just skyrocketed with, with chosen family. And, um, I believe, I I think one of the uh, next bottlings that you have coming out is some sparkling that you're working with, with, uh, Jackson at at Granville. Is that correct? Yeah,
1: we do. Yeah, we have, that's been in 2020 was our first vintage, so that'll come out. I don't know in the next year or two. I'm not exactly sure, um, um, when we're going to release that. Um, Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, we started it, you know, during the pandemic, this, this venture. Um, we launched, I should say, we launched it during the pandemic um, with just kind of small production, and it's, you know, gained traction and it's growing. And um, yeah, making, making wines, doing new collaborations. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good way to, to have fun in different ways because Longelow is kind of one place, one thing. I'm very rigid about what it is, um, and Chosen's more of a artistic getaway, you know, a more different artistic approach to the whole Willamette Valley and wines in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and uh, I think that the one barrel challenge that that you did was very unique, and it uh, really yeah. got your name, you know, got the Chosen name out there really well, and you know, and Channing is always fun to, uh, uh, to talk with. And he's, he is very passionate about his wine.
1: He is very, and I always say he, uh, he's very authentic. He's not a name behind a brand that just is there. He puts in the time and he's very motivated by it. And yeah, it's impressive.
0: It, it, it is yeah, very I, impressive. I, uh,
1: what we did with the one barrel challenge I mean, give joy, get joy. You can use wine is such a good tool for for helping out with the important causes in the world.
0: Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, one of the most important causes in the world is uh, you know is being a dad. <laughs> I uh,
1: God, I me tear up here. Uh, She's the best. well.
0: You know, I, I yeah. They are absolutely amazing. I, um, I think I was talking with Andy Lytle and he was like, you need to have, you know, chase on your podcast. And I'm like, yeah, no, it, it's definitely, you know, he's on my list. And while I was there, you know, while we were talking, I was like, so what, what question should I ask chase? And he said, what you need to ask chase is what do you enjoy most about being a new dad? Oh God,
1: there's Ed's everything. So, I mean, she just lights up my world. It's great. I mean, yeah. People talk about how amazing, you know, having a parent is, and you're like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great when I when it when it happens to me. I'm like, I'm sure I'll love it. I'm sure, will be. And then it happens, and you're just like, oh, it's like a huge wave of just emotions and joy that this one little somehow living thing brings to your life. So I mean, just yeah, you know, it. It's just. I mean, my favorite thing is just. How she can like if you're having a bad day, whatever, she doesn't know and she just, you know she you see her smile and everything's just out the out the back door, wind took it away and everything's right again.
0: Yeah, it, it, it very much is. And so, you know, it's you know, that the, the teenage years can be hard. Yeah. But holy cow when you know, when she gets to be thirteen or fourteen and starts making some of her own decisions and you know starts talking back a little bit here and there yeah you'll get frustrated but good gosh just you start to see the the real human the adult that starts that's starting to form and it's just it is so it is incredibly magical yeah
1: it's just great so that's a picture of my daughter Emila Renton.
0: Oh. that's gorgeous well, thank months. you for sharing. That
1: was, a, was an early. I don't know how old she was in that picture.
0: It had to be less than a month. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's you were just beaming from ear to ear in, in that picture. So, you know, I just <laughs> couldn't help but uh, to have that picture. Yeah. Um, You know, so you've been, you know, part of the Oregon wine community for quite some time. And I was just curious, you know, there's, there's a ton of stories out there. Uh, is there anything in particular for you that stands out in the Oregon wine community of, of a great story of collaboration or just, just something in general that just really stands out to you?
1: I have to think about what really. Stand. I mean, what really stands out is you know we talk about the Oregon wine community being collaborative, and I think that's you know, hundred percent you know the case. It's everyone's an open book. And it's really surprising you know if you ask somebody even that you don't know a question about their stylistic approach or winemaking question or how you did this or how you did that that how how open they are to respond and answer to you and um yeah i've been i guess i've been here in oregon over 10 just over 10 years so it's a decade um and i what's crazy is i'm going into this year will be our ninth vintage from the property wow which is just it's it's kind of wild that maybe <laughs> really the ninth time that i've you know picked grape it doesn't seem like it doesn't sound like that much but it's like it's all of a sudden. It was it feels like just yesterday it was our first or second, you know. And then all of a sudden, be like, "Oh, this is going to be our ninth season growing, growing fruit to produce into wine." Um. Yeah, it's, it's wild. But um, as far as a story,
0: um, you know, and I know that some people have done stories of you know. Just mind melding over what to do with twenty twenty um, you know yeah. people borrowing equipment or you know yeah, or something of that
1: nature. Stuff, I mean, talking to people about you know, I mean, even just I mean the text change with different winemakers that I'm on, you know just like a little smoke that came in last year. It was just like so scary for everyone. It's just kind of we're all in this together. There's that kind of feeling. So it was kind of when there was an eerie feeling about, oh, God, is there going to be another fire season, another 2020 again? It's like we all had to, like, talk each other off the ledge almost. <laughs> be like, it's going to be okay. We're going to survive. We're going to, you know. So it's almost it's like this this peer group that um, is really is great. And, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's harvest dinners, you know, being invited up places and drinking wine um, at different wineries and cracking beers and, Doing right. everything, so I think that's wow, the that's, and, the best thing about the valley here.
0: Yeah, no that that is I couldn't agree more. Uh, the way that just everybody helps each other out is absolutely amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you mentioned Jacob earlier,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and he's he's been around, you know, for for a little bit of time, and you know, my my plan is to interview Jacob and also Channing, but you're the first one, so. Mm-hmm. Do you have some sort of like, uh, you know, question that I could ask Jacob or, or Channing that might get them to, to think a little bit and be like, oh, I don't know, you know, something that might make them just a tad bit embarrassed or put a big smile on their face or something of that nature?
1: Well, Jacob, I met in 2014 on the first tee of a golf course, actually. So we're both golfers. We both love to play golf. Um. So my question for him would probably have to be something, something golf related. Maybe you can ask him. I mean, I might say I beat him a little bit more than he beats me, but you might ask him who wins in our golf more. You might say him. So just uh, put him on put him on the spot okay. there. <laughs> but no, I can do that. Um, That'd be great, uh, Jake. You know, he was been with me at Longlow since two thousand fifteen. He actually helped me. Um, he helped me with the first harvest. I was uh, just alone. Right. And he was kind of new to, or was looking for some new work, getting out of the film industry. Um, and I said, you know, I could always use somebody as just a hand, just to help me out. Um, even though it wasn't, we were, I wasn't making a lot of wine, and so that was his kind of first foray into into. Uh, Oregon wines and the wine industry in general. Um, and he's a very charismatic person um, and he can connect with kind of anybody and that's a true gift that he has. Um, yeah. And then I would I would maybe ask him how that harvest in 2015 was for him. What he thought about it. Ooh. That was his first yeah. and he'd never known anything about winemaking or other than drinking some wine and stuff like that. And I mean, to get thrown into that right. kind of on the deep end is kind of interesting. And, um, yeah, I might ask him questions about that artist.
0: Okay. I can do that. Yeah. Uh, anything in particular for, for Channing?
1: Oh, Channing? Um,
0: I mean, I mean, he, he gets asked a gazillion questions. So trying to come up with something unique for him is going to be hard.
1: I, I mean, I haven't asked. I should ask Channing. Like, what is his favorite moment since his one most prideful moment since getting into the wine industry?
0: Yeah. No, that, that is a great question. Yeah, I can do that. I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: And then ask if Hendrix, his son, is going to be a winemaker. <laughs> his potential to be okay. the tallest.
0: Okay, I will. I will be sure to ask that question. It'll be interesting to see what his reaction is. Um, I have a few rapid-fire questions, and I can then I can let you off the hook if that works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Favorite artist to listen to during harvest.
1: Ooh. Last year was Dire Straits. Actually, the harvest is dire. It was Dire Straits. Oh. So that was that got us okay. lots of lots of 80s music. 70s 80s. Uh
0: wow. do you have a right no that's that's definitely a, a nice little time period. Yeah. I remember uh Dire Straits playing in the roller rink when I was, you know, in in elementary school.
1: My parents Dire Straits, REM, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So. Uh do you have a favorite indulgent food? Sushi sushi. Uh, if you could choose a super, if you could choose a superpower, what would it be?
1: Oof. So my stepson is very into, Marvel characters, DC, all the, the superpowers he would be better to answer this one. He would give you a really good one. Um, maybe going invisible.
0: Okay. Uh your harvest notes are they digital or handwritten? Handwritten.
1: Okay. Very old school.
0: Do you have a favorite superhero?
1: What's that? I
0: no I, I think there's nothing wrong with it. I I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean it's quite uh, remarkable I've how many people it are handwritten.
1: It on my chest. So if you see me during harvest there's a lot of times I have just blue tape written all over me. <laughs>
0: you know you you need to post a a photo of that on on social media that'd be great Next
1: yeah. Thing we'll have have yeah then i don't realize it uh, I come up to the tasting room where i go home and i just am covered in tape
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite superhero
1: hmm. um i like batman okay
0: and is there a favorite book or podcast or anything that, that you have recently read that you've enjoyed most?
1: I'm still in the middle of Shantaran. I haven't, it's a big book and I, every time I go on vacation, I start it again, it feels like, I'm like, I'm going to get through it this vacation. I haven't gotten through it. Um, not safe. It's great. Um, and then favorite book do you say?
0: Well, that just last book.
1: So so Shantaram, um, um, what was the last one? Book Thief.
0: Okay. Nice. What is the Shantoram about?
1: Shantoram is about a felon from Australia. It's a true story. It's a felon felon from Australia. It actually just came out. I think there's a TV show on it now. Um, I don't know what channel. And he, um gets convicted of a crime, um, but he ends up escaping jail in Australia and fleeing to um, India into what was then Bombay and getting into kind of like the dark circles there kind of, and yeah, all wild stuff.
0: Okay, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, well, very cool.
1: I not I- so I don't know the, I can't tell you all of it.
0: I, it it's still, it sounds very interesting. I'll, I'll, we'll definitely have to check it out. All right. Well, that's all the rapid fire questions that I have. Is there anything else that you would like to, to bring up or ask me or anything of that nature?
1: No, I just, I appreciate, uh, you taking the time to have me on the podcast and, and chat it's, it's fun and I hope to see you, uh, around the tasting room or winery and, uh, around the community.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. And most definitely, I want to catch up and you know see you soon. I know that there's a uh, a Lenglo chosen family kind of reunion getting ready to come up here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do an open house kind of co tasting on January 29th. I believe so. It should be fun. There'll be a little DJ and we'll be pouring wines and it should be a fun time. Hopefully, we have good weather.
0: I, yeah, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We never know in January.
1: <laughs> January twenty yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll we'll talk again shortly.
1: All right. Thanks, AJ. All right. Thank you.